Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Hello and welcome to Radically Embodied Love Podcast. In this episode, Jessica and I are going to talk about why it's harder for us to receive than give. Not so long ago, I posted this question in my community. Do you have the hardest time receiving or giving? And most people said receiving. So... Today, we're going to discuss why that might be, and from my own experience, I know that I wasn't even aware of it until I was. So it was very hidden in my subconscious, but I recall when I started noticing it, I recall all the times that even other people were telling me that I had a hard time receiving, and I was dissing it. I remember once at work, a coworker told me, I know you don't like it when we um, tell you that we like what you're wearing or we like how your hair, any compliment, but I'm just going to tell you. I thought for a minute, why would she say that? I wasn't even aware that I didn't like to be complimented. So I, you know, and once a partner told me, oh, I like your hair and I didn't even you know, make a comment. We went out and somebody else mentioned that. And I remember him saying, oh, I complimented her, but he, she did me totally. So all of this, you know, unknowingly not being able even to receive compliment. And then when time came for me to examine it, I realized I wasn't comfortable with receiving anything. I was very comfortable with giving as a matter of fact, I was always comfortable picking up the check when I would go with my friends, rather them picking up their tab for me. And when I questioned it for me, it went really deep um, into reasons that were not very clear until I did some hypnotherapy, actually. <laughs> And it came, went back all the way to childhood that uh, being needy or expe having expectation uh, was not safe because I was disappointed and not wanting to feel that was one reason that it was not comfortable for me to actually receive. So did you have any experience with that, Jessica? Well, yes, but I have to say, I think it's ironic that I had no idea what you were going to start with. And as soon as we got on our call today, I complimented you on your hair. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing your story about compliments and hair. I just love the, the synchronicity of that because I had no idea that, um, yeah, that would be a huge thing. You know, yeah, well, you actually, when you did it, I remember that, you know, that that's why I shared it. I, I remember a time that somebody told me again. <laughs> yeah. Well. And how was it to receive today versus how it felt in the past? 
Oh, it felt very natural today, and I was grateful to receive it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how even those small things can really show up <laughs> yeah. in our capacity to, to whether it's receive a compliment or receive, like you said, you know, when we're out at a restaurant or somebody picks up the tab mm -hmm. and, and it's these small ways that I think it's easier for us to look at because it's harder to start with like the big ways we don't receive. It's easier to look at the small ways and practice receiving practice saying yes when our body wants to say no or contract practice opening up to a compliment or practice allowing someone to gift us with something and then take stock of like well what are the fears coming up mm. why is it so hard as you said doing the the work whether it's going into the body whether it's looking at the feelings of what am I afraid of and why is this so hard for me and what's coming up for me that's a that's something I've done a lot Mm -hmm. um, because I also tend to give more. I tend to automatically just want to give and love. And what I realized is that my giving wasn't always actually rooted in love. Sometimes it was rooted in other subconscious um, survival mechanisms and, mm -hmm. and false forms of love. I like to call false forms of love we've been conditioned to accept. And and I was in many ways seeing the other person and wanting to give to them, but not allowing them to see me. Mm. And so when they did see me, I deep, deep down felt really unworthy of that. Mm. And how can you see me? How can you love me? Me? Who am I? Mm. Who am I? Like me? And so I would naturally want to push away love mm -hmm. because I didn't believe I was worthy of receiving it and receiving it made me feel guilty as if mm -hmm. I became a burden anytime somebody wanted to give to me and I think that's really really common mm -hmm. not only because of just our general society around that like we should be really independent and we shouldn't need anything and we mm -hmm. shouldn't look to others for anything but even more deeply, particularly for women, it's rooted in we are here to serve mm -hmm. deeply embedded subconscious beliefs around putting the other first and being loving and that it's selfish to think of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when it, for me, when it came to receiving, it meant, oh, it's me. Mm -hmm. Wait, it's not supposed to be about me. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be about you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even feel safe sometimes to receive, to open yourself up. And you said something that I totally resonate with because if I allow myself to receive, I have to be vulnerable enough to be willing to be seen, mm -hmm. right? It's like that part of me that wants to be seen and at the same time is afraid of being seen is I'm putting that in and the aspect of receiving is the vulnerable part of me that is afraid. Mm -hmm. And that is causing me that in a way reject that part of myself and therefore reject your gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know for me, 
because it's been my primary path, it is the path I take my clients on of feeling mm -hmm. safe to be seen because it is so deeply rooted. It mm -hmm. is so deeply rooted in our nervous systems and our emotional body and our mental body and our energetic body. Our soul is afraid mm -hmm. of being seen. And it's, it's deep work, but I don't believe that we can ever actually receive truly the love mm -hmm. that we are worthy of receiving if we don't do that work to open to it within ourselves first. And I know you feel very passionately about that yes. as well. <laughs> 100% I agree. I think if we don't learn to receive and that that is an obstacle to experiencing true love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that came up while you're speaking is um, you know, one of the things that for me, when I would receive, I would automatically feel fear. Oh no, what am I going to have to give in return? Mm -hmm. Oh no, if I receive, I'm going to have to give something back and then it's going to feel like an obligation or a duty or I have to. And then, oh no, I don't want that weight. I don't want to have to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would be afraid that if somebody was giving to me, it came with attachments and expectations that I didn't know I wanted to fulfill. Yeah. And so that was a huge thing for me to unravel from and finally get to the realization that even if, because very often people do give with an ulterior motive, conscious or unconscious, that even if someone was giving to me with an unspoken expectation, I've experienced that a lot, then it's still my choice at the end of the day to decide whether or not I will meet it. Mm -hmm. So I will accept. So what I tell myself now when I receive is, especially if I feel like they might have an unspoken expectation, depending on the relationship, I might just voice it and, or maybe I don't. And I just know that I will receive this freely if this is what they're choosing to give but I will not and do not agree to the unspoken expectation or demands that might be behind this. I will receive this freely only. And that for me releases any cords or energetic attachments to then having, quote, submitting to an unspoken expectation or obligation in response to receiving. And that for me allows it to feel more free so that I'm always in choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other uh, part of it is uh, do we feel that the other person is genuinely giving or we, all, we have it in back of our mind that what is the motivation behind? Because I had that experience actually like with a partner. I felt like every time that I gave and I gave unconsciously, he thought there, I, I, like literally once he asked me, what is it that you want in return? I'm like, nothing i just you know so um yeah just being in a place that we can really truly receive and give without expectation give from our heart and you know a lot of us as you mentioned you know it's just in our culture historically especially as women we have given and given without even asking do i really want to give why do i want to give and we just have done it to the point that we don't even recognize sometimes that is a habit rather than in a way is a habit of pleasing others mm -hmm. by 
asking ourselves first the question of why do I want to give? Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. is this giving coming from? Right. Is it rooted in fear? Is it yeah. rooted in attachment? Is it rooted in need? And mm -hmm. I think that we can subconsciously feel those same things when another mm -hmm. is giving to us in those ways. Mm -hmm. Even energetically, it might just not feel good or feel clean. Um, and and it is so much easier to fall into those old patterns and habits than to bring consciousness to mm. why am I giving and why is it hard to receive and mm. how can I honor how worthy I am of receiving in the situation or how can I honor what I truly desire to give in the situation I know I would sometimes give in ways unconsciously. I didn't know it at the time, mm -hmm. but I would unconsciously give in ways because a part of me wanted to be needed. And if mm -hmm. I'm giving this and I'm needed, then they can't leave me or then they'll love me or then they'll mm -hmm. want me around or I'll do this for you because then I'm going to make myself valuable to you. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big thing I really had to lovingly look at in my mm -hmm. shadow because yeah. I didn't feel like I would be wanted if I wasn't doing something mm. for someone or giving them those things and really just cutting those cords, you know, to my emotional need that was coming mm. from outside of me. Yeah, that also resonated with me. Um, in a way, especially when it came to my kids, I did feel that if I don't give 100%, would I be loved, right? Like there is that, mm -hmm. and goes back again, as you started like talking about not feeling lovable, worthy, just as we are without doing anything, right? And then having this feeling that if I am not adding value to someone, am I still lovable? for them or am I worthy of their love mm -hmm. and just being me is that enough to be loved to be worthy of receiving you know historically and culturally no mm -hmm. women were told you are not worthy for who you are and you are not worthy of love for who you are and you do not have any inherent value for who you are. So historically and culturally, we have been told that mm -hmm. for at least 5,000 years. So that's been passed down and passed down and passed down. And it's very, very, not only held within the subconscious mind because we've received the cellular memories and beliefs in gestation in our mother's womb, that's scientifically proven, mm -hmm. but it's also still very much in our culture that we're only worthy when we do when we're productive when we have some external form of position role money possession person to mm. give us value it's very deeply rooted i know that's a path that i've been on for at least 10 years of unraveling from all of that external power mm -hmm. so that i could know my true divine power Mm. and unraveling and unraveling and unraveling which is why I do that with my clients because I know it is the only way to experience freedom and the the 
really unfortunate part of that cultural and historical programming is that we as women have more work to do inner work to do around yes actually i am valuable and it is not contingent on a man determining that i am valuable mm-hmm. and i do have inherent worth and we can only do that from my personal experience from what i witness in clients and from all of my research we can only do that when we reclaim our soul and our divinity and that being our divine worthiness otherwise we're subject to enchained to those beliefs that no we're not worthy of love for being who we are until we decide that we are and then when we decide that we are and we do that process of unraveling and untethering and reclaiming only then can we truly begin to reveal who we are and actually open to receive love for who we are mm-hmm. yeah and uh, as you mentioned it's very very deeply rooted and we don't even think about it like when i think about now like clients who really were suffering either because they couldn't have a child and they felt like if i'm i am not a mom who am i am i you know that's how they we add value, you know, and then the other side of that is I had someone who couldn't give natural birth and the guilt of that, that I'm supposed to, why can't I, right? And all the way that we have been defined as who we are, but by what we do as a mother, as a wife, caregiver, and who are we if we don't have an opportunity to, to do any of it. We don't want to do any of that, right? We don't want to become mothers. We don't want to ma- get married. We don't want to, even now this day added to that is how much money we bring in to a relationship is part of the equation. I see it all the time. So it's not enough to be moms and take care of, you know, be a wife or is how much money you bring in that, is this uh, you know bringing how much value basically uh, like a currency you have <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to be worthy mm-hmm. of love and worthy of having other things in your life right so it's something that we totally need to question and ask or why why am I doing this do I want to do this because I know especially for me I didn't even question this when I was younger. There was an expectation. I didn't even think that, oh, why do I want to get married? Why do I want to have kids? It was a natural expectation. Okay, like, it's just the rhythm of life. I got my degree. Now I get a job. Now I get married. Now I have the kids, right? It is like, why? Why do I need to do any of that was not in the equation at all. Mm-hmm. Usually something outside of us can gently shake us to start waking up to asking these kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. And I imagine most people listening right now are mm-hmm. already somewhat awake to be tuning into a podcast called Radically Embodied Love. I imagine that you guys are all, you know, aware that there's more to the world than meets the eye and yeah. desire to question more about why. Mm-hmm. 
not experiencing more love and peace and harmony on this planet and what we can do to experience that within ourselves. And, you know, something uh, when you were speaking a few minutes ago, I, I don't want to forget to say it. So I'm going to say it now. The If we're so conditioned to doing right, then when we're receiving, it's the opposite. Mm. We're not doing mm. anything. And I think that is the crux of why it can be so hard to receive is because we're not doing, mm. we're not. And then <gasps> the fear. And if I'm not, I'm not worthy. And if I'm not, I'm not good. And if I'm not, I'm not valuable. <gasps> and so I would suggest that anytime you feel a sense of, <gasps> ooh, or difficult to receive or a contraction or a, a fear or want to push it away, want to deny it. Just really breathe in. Take a moment. Close your eyes. Breathe into your body. Mm, I don't have to do anything to be worthy of receiving this. And isn't it receiving is a feminine energy? Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and it's feminine in the sense of, of course, you know, not woman feminine, but feminine in the sense that feminine body is our back body. Mm. So it literally requires us to lean back and receive into the front body, but we have to be in our back body to open to receiving. And so, so many of us, when we're doing, we're in our front body, we're out, we're focused outward, we're looking outward, we're here. And then we lean back and then we can open to receive in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, the value in culture is aimed at doing, right? And how much we can do rather than uh, receiving. And so another little fun practice, I think, would be is if, this is something that I have started doing even a little bit more recently within the past year that I find to be really powerful. It's just to, when you're meditating, because I'm a huge fan of embodied meditations, and that you actually bring your awareness into your back body and just lean into the chair, lean into the couch, wherever you're sitting, lean into the floor if you're lying down, and just feel the back body and just feel it and just lean into it. And just practice that leaning into yourself, leaning into the support around you. Mm -hmm. To energetically open that back body, because we often don't feel safe back there. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just feeling supported by itself, mm -hmm. right? And uh, because that requires you have to let go, let go mm -hmm. of it, control. And mm -hmm. Be open to receive support, love, and that is again vulnerable for most of us. Very, very vulnerable, and and vulnerability is a superpower, as you know, as we know that vulnerability allows us to actually be seen. And when we're not vulnerable, we keep our heart closed, or we or we don't allow the other person to truly see us. Then. We never get the opportunity to experience what it is to mm -hmm. be loved by another, truly.
that doesn't require giving, that doesn't require doing, that doesn't require meeting all their needs or making them happy. Or, and that's really rewiring and reworking of how we do relationship. Yeah. So what do you think it takes for us to feel safe enough to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to stop controlling and letting go? I think it's definitely a process. I mean, you know, um, the Embody Your Divinity program I have is nine months. And I think a lot all of that is partly this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I certainly don't think there's an easy answer for that. But one of the ways that I have um, found really powerful to allow myself to be more vulnerable is to spend more time in my heart and anchoring my heart to my womb. And that's why in the womb activation that I have, that's always available, that's really connecting the heart and womb space. Because when we can open our heart, which is what we as women tend to do, we tend to, and I know we have male listeners too, but just in general, what we as women tend to do is open our heart out. But when we can start to anchor our heart in, anchor it down into the womb, then it's so much easier to receive because we are anchored our heart is anchored into ourself. Yeah. The bringing and, that love down. Yeah, all the practices that uh, help us be aware, be present for the moment, give us an opportunity mm-hmm. to receive. Because you know, as we become unconscious, which most of the time I need to keep bringing myself back, I recognize that I'm either in the past or thinking ahead too much, and I'm not even here in this moment, then I don't have the opportunity in this moment to be open to receiving what is. Mm-hmm. and recognize that at any moment I have a choice if I'm aware. But if I'm not, then I don't have a choice because exactly. then I am literally reacting to the past. And or it's habit or it's so Yeah, which is habits. Yeah, habit of the way we are. And we don't give ourselves that opportunity to examine. Mm-hmm. I think a that's a really go ahead go ahead now I was going to say a lot of uh, the way that we are is just habits if we don't yeah. put consciousness into it yeah exactly and I was going to say I feel like that's a good way to kind of leave our listeners today with uh, just that practice of you know bringing that conscious awareness as you're saying into each moment but particularly over the next week, after you listen to the episode, anytime someone wants to give you something, anytime there's something you can open to receive, instead of habitually responding with a no or a contraction, just really open your heart, come into the moment, breathe. I have a choice here. This might be my normal. I might feel my body desire to contract. I might want to turn it away. I might want to say no, but how can I do something differently in this moment and bring consciousness to the why of that so that I can open, even if I don't say yes this time, so that I can bring the consciousness 
and understand the why and look at how I might be able to open myself up more vulnerably to receive and lean back instead of feeling I have to always be out and be the mm -hmm. one giving. Yeah, and if we habitually giving, just pause and ask yourself, why am I giving? Do I really want to give? Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. so beautiful. I'm so glad we talked about this, especially we're recording this on Valentine's. It won't come out until next week, but I just love that it's um, it's such an important topic for us and yeah. in the world of love and, and self-worth. And mm -hmm. so I'm grateful that we talked about this. And let us know your comments. If you have any questions, let us know how these practices go for you. You can follow us on at Radically Embody Love Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and we're on YouTube. Um, you can go and leave some comments there as well. I know it's not as easy on iTunes and Spotify. And we are appreciative of all our listeners, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So much love to you all. Bye.